This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, where your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Pelkey, and Michael Schwartz, educate you on anything and everything related to our Second Amendment right. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments, or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now here comes Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, and your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome to the second hour of Gun Sports Radio. Hey, you can look for our shows on your favorite podcast platform. Super simple. Just go to GunSportsRadio.com. That's GunSportsRadio.com. This hour is brought to you by our good friends at Cali Key. Drop in a Cali Key into any AR-15 or 10 to instantly make a California compliant. For more information, check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Hey, for self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. All right, this segment is brought to you by San Diego County Gun Owners. Go to stcgo.org, and you'll get all the information needed. $10 a month. Come on. Get off the stick. It's easy. The benefits way, way outweigh the $10. You also get to talk, listen to Joe Dramisi, the covert blogger who puts all his information on that site weekly. He's got a big smile on his face. Yeah, he always smiles. I'm a happy boy. Yes, he is. So, uh, yeah, some of you old guys remember Country Dick, huh? <laughs> In the house. But, um, yeah, so this week, once again, um, talking about this virus, which I hope this is the last week. Aren't you uh, tired writing of writing about, about this. that? Uh, yeah, I'm writing about something else next week, but I may be talking about it, but I won't be writing about it. Um, anyway, one last time. Um, this week, we're talking about um, how fragile our rights and where this came about was, uh, you're probably familiar last week, as Michael pointed out, I think it was a week ago today, uh, where Nathan Fletcher came out and was talking about closing the gun shops as non-essential. Um, the, uh, who was it, the sheriff up in uh, L.A. was talking about the same thing. I like the sheriff in L.A. added another touch to it, though, liking the, uh, the gun shops to, uh, what did he say, to strip bars and nightclubs yeah, as we, being we always, that non-essential. We always get lumped into those guys. And, well, you know, and it's interesting. Uh, and they try, and you see this all over the country. The um, Up in San Jose, the mayor did the same thing. And, and the mayor made a, uh, a comment about, you know, people are panic buying toilet paper. We don't want them to be panic buying guns. And then somebody that apparently is a little smarter in the, the mayor's group uh, had him walk that back and say, well, we weren't really talking about gun shops were just we're treating them as, as any business but um you see that kind of stuff all around uh governor uh, tom wolf in pennsylvania ordered gun shops closed and uh, i think it's the firearms policy um firearms policy coalition yeah and uh some others sued him they took it to court the state supreme court ruled in favor of the governor to keep them shut and then the governor on his own changed his mind afterwards and had let him let him stay open with some limited um accessibility and apparently the uh, state supreme court there was split and the uh, oppo- or the dissenting justices had a lot to say about that 
to the uh, governor, so maybe that's what did it. But the um, the whole point of it is, you know, if uh, how fragile our rights really are. Um, talking about the Second Amendment here, but I mean, all the rights are like that. We have what our politicians allow us to have, mm-hmm. and they take them away when they want to take them away, really. And um, if you look at the uh, like the Second Amendment, for instance, if that was really a strong right the way it's supposed to be, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. It would never come up. Um, but the fact is that our rights are fragile and, um, you know, I, not to be too negative, but, it, you know, we've kind of lost control of our government and these people can can make these declarations. And, you know, thank goodness for groups like Firearms Policy Coalition and for us and for all the other, um, you know, advocacy groups out there that that go to the courts and uh, and try to fight these people. But, you know, Americans need to realize that these rights are not as, you know, carved in stone as you would think they are. And you need to stand up for them. And you need to remember what's going on. Um, This crisis now, you know, you've heard I don't you've heard my opinion on this, you know, the crisis versus the virus. Mm -hmm. You know, my my opinion is the virus is real and we should be treating it seriously. The crisis, maybe not not so so much. much. Um, but people should remember, you know, how your politicians, how your elected officials are reacting and what they're doing now and be thinking about that in, about that in November. November's not that far away. Um, we had uh, Richard Bailey on a little bit earlier, which I didn't get a chance to thank Richard for expressing uh, his his personal serious opinion about this, that the the overreaction may be a little bit worse or may not be the reaction may not be warranted say to what we're actually dealing with Mm -hmm. here and i've been kind of saying the same thing because the financial cost um is you know can be really bad now they're they're just saying that the um the stay-at-home thing may go at least to the end of april if um you know there are there are people that can't do that easily Uh, there are people that can't go a month without income there are businesses they can't go a month or two months without any kind of income. And for some of these politicians to say that, uh, Gavin Newsom doesn't care. Uh, no. Gavin Newsom, he could stay home for six months. It wouldn't well, make any difference. It would probably be better for us if he did. But. And isn't it going to take at least three weeks for any money from the government to come into these businesses? Well, and even that, though, however long it takes, the money's not much. No. I mean, it's not going to make up for no. a month of being shut down or uh, two months or three months. And, you know, and that's what I think Richard was alluding to as well. And I hadn't thought about I was thinking of it in terms of of citizens, of people losing their homes, losing their businesses, losing that kind of stuff. Um, But Richard was talking about, you know, the impact to cities, which I hadn't considered. But that is probably not a bad thing, because if if we're going to get pressure to get this stuff over with and back up and running, it's going to be when the cities start feeling that kind of pressure, uh, you know, for funds and things like that. And um like I was saying, it's a shame. There's no reason why we can't go back to work and still take precautions and deal with this. Um, Michael was mentioning, um, you know, what the gun shops are doing in terms of limiting the people that go in, mm-hmm. wiping down surfaces, keeping everybody spread out. Um, I spent a day helping out at AO Sword last week, and, and uh, David and his crew were phenomenal. I mean, they they it was strictly six people in there at a time. One went in, one came out. Um, they had chairs set up outside that were spread out six feet apart. They were reminding people, and they would come out and watch. And you know, okay, you got to spread out. You got to spread out because mm-hmm. standing six feet apart is not normal or not natural for most people. Right. And but they were right on top of it. And there's no reason why. Um, businesses can't go back to work and why they just can't take precautions. If 
you know, it, it should be up to the businesses. We're Americans. We, we don't really need the government to tell us how to do everything all the time. And I think we forget that sometimes. Um, you know, there's no reason why you can't have businesses, you know, say, okay, do what you need to do to go back to work. Do what you have to do. If you have a business such that you could have some of your people work from home or most of your people work from home, then do that. If you have to interact with the public, then do like you see at the shops where you limit the number of people that come in, have your people either gloved up or wiping things down or something. But there's, you know, there's there's no reason why we can't do that. And the economic cost to this, if we don't get that under control, I think could turn out to be really bad, um, much worse than what the virus is going to do. Um, and even Amanda, who I think is great. I love Amanda. Um, I would disagree with her a little bit. She was talking about the cases in Vista. She had uh, it was six on Thursday, 10 on uh, Friday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you look at the numbers, OK, if I have 10 cases, eight of those 10, according to the numbers, uh, are going to show uh, very mild, if any, uh, symptoms at all. Of the other two of those people, they will probably recover. Um, and again, I'm not saying not to treat this seriously, not to do stuff. I'm saying crashing the economy, causing people to lose homes, mm -hmm. lose businesses and stuff, may not justify. I mean, the what we're seeing with the virus may not justify that that severe thing. Right. You know, if it had if it had a 70% fatality rate or something. Yeah. Okay. Then that's, Absolutely. that's different. Yeah. But something like this, when this is all said and done, um, you know, not to go out on a limb cause I'm not a medical expert, but again, based on the numbers and what they're saying, um, when this is all said and done, this is going to look like a moderate to bad flu season, probably. Um, you know, we won't know, hopefully it's not any worse than that, but I mean, that's probably what it's going to end up with. And, you know, the economic devastation, I don't know that we should be going that far. I have two, you, you and your, I have two predictions. <clears throat> Prediction number one is that uh, after this thing's over, until the end of time, there will be two people, two camps. Camp one will say, oh, we went too far, and you, we, then my proof is that not a lot of people died. And the other camp will be, oh, we went, we went too far, and that's a good thing, and our proof is not a lot of people died. And that's going to be the debate till the end of time. The other prediction is: you remember back in the '90s, before the uh, the uh, the uh, before 9/11, really? Every time there was some kind of conflict in the world, they'd say, "Well, we don't want this to turn into another Vietnam." <laughs> well, everything that happens after this, there are going to be people that say, "We don't want this to turn into another COVID-19." Right. So you shut know? down the city. So well, or they're going to say, "Don't shut down the city." You know what I mean? I think they're going to view it as a mistake. They're going to say, "Hey, we went way too far." Mm -hmm. So let's make sure this is another COVID-19 where we destroy the economy unnecessarily. Well, right. those and, are my predictions. And both of those things are good. And uh, no matter which way it goes, and I'm, I'm hoping what we get out of this is a good learning experience. I'm hoping people are paying attention to. First off, how their elected officials are behaving, and is that good or is that not good? And if you don't agree with that, November's coming. Well, we'll keep um, them. We'll keep them reminded. Well, and the other thing too is, I, I was looking at this as a dry run. You know, not in, in my view, not a real crisis, but a good practice. You know, did you have everything? Were you mm -hmm. one of the people running to the store for stuff? Mm -hmm. Do you have ammunition? Um, well, and you can say that from top to bottom. The government wasn't ready. Do we need all those ventilators? Okay, well, there was never a reason to have that many ventilators, but it's funny where all these ventilators and masks are popping up out of companies that, 
you wonder how they even have well and, that, and that's what i'm hoping you know like like rom emmanuel said never let a crisis go to waste and and he had a more negative meaning to it sure which did. they're doing mine you know twisting that around to a more positive meaning is hey let's learn from this then that's if we're right. going to go through this let's get some positives and another big positive is we picked up tens of thousands of new gun owners with yes this. we did <laughs> well that'll really make them happy all right we're going to take a quick break you're listening to gun sports radio fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer all right folks welcome back this is gun sports radio fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer Hey, folks, California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford. That's Cali Key. Check them out at CaliKey.com. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right, this segment is sponsored by the good folks at U.S. Law Shield. Go to uslawshield.com for all your needs. Well, Mike, who you got lined up? So we're talking to a bunch of extremely valuable and uh, 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 popular uh, local elected officials and from Supervisor Jim Desmond's office, we have Miles Himmel. Miles, are you there? Yeah, good to hear from you guys. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Well, uh, you're staying busy. <laughs> every every hour, I feel like there's something new. But uh, I can imagine. Well. So we're really, you know, we're, we're Gun Sports Radio, so we talk all about the Second yeah. Amendment. We talk all about guns. But this week, uh, we're talking to local elected. I don't know if you've been listening, but we had Mayor Richard Bailey yep. and Amanda Rigby and... Um, we've been trying to get out as much information um, and get some uh, feedback on COVID-19 and the response. Now, uh, Supervisor D- uh, Jim Desmond, he's at the county level, so a little bit different perspective. Tell us what people need to know coming from the county level about COVID-19 and the response and, and uh, what's some crucial information. Yeah, and let me give you a little background, too. So the county of San Diego, the the unique thing about the county is they make up the health and human services for the entire county, right? So different cities can enact, you know, uh, stoplights and they can do uh, uh, stop signs and things like that. But the county of San Diego is the one in charge of health and human services for the entire county. That's over three million people. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, this really comes down to the public health officials. And I know I've been listening to you guys and I heard from Richard earlier in that, you know, everybody's trying to be cautious in the same way, but we also want to make sure we're not shutting down businesses and and hurting people, or at least doing it to a a great effect. And it's that tough balancing act. And I just wanted to share with you guys that the the latest numbers coming down uh, from the county, which is uh, 519 total uh, positives. And, you know, the positive cases, people look at that across the country and go, wow, what is that? But uh, uh, seven deaths is is kind of more the number we're focused on and and you know that number has started to creep up just slowly but started to creep up and obviously any uh you know one death is too many but uh you know we want to keep that number uh relatively low 
So what what do you what do you what's your instructions to people now? I, I, are you worried? Yeah. Should we be worried? How should people <laughs> be living their life right now? I got to tell you, the last week was uh, hope hopefully a lot less chaotic than things going forward for everybody. I think people are kind of yeah. wondering and testing limits and trying to figure out exactly what they are and aren't supposed to be doing. You know, give us some guidance here on what does the county really expect uh, residents of San Diego County to be doing right now. Yeah, so you know it's funny, right? So it, because I, I and I'll just go right to it, right? You, I'm sure you guys have talked about Sheriff Gore and what he did this week, and 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 the gun issue is kind of a larger issue. So when when it started to come down of you know okay, 50 people or, or or more, and then 25 people, and it got 10 people, and then you know you basically what we like to say is you're in like a moderate lockdown right now, and we got a lot of folks that said, well, what are you going to do about it? What are the cops going to do about it? And it's like. To answer your question, nothing really. You know, it's like we're all adults here. We we all know what to do. Let's not. Let's try and keep the social distance. And and something that Supervisor Desmond has said, something that we're all trying to say is this will get done sooner, meaning the coronavirus. This will all end sooner the more we just stay in our houses. Like if we all went out and we all partied, it would get done a lot longer. And so basically what we're encouraging is what you've heard over and over is the social distancing uh, and things like that. But, you know, the nice thing about the coronavirus, or I, I guess the interesting thing is you've been able to learn and see what happened in Asia then see what happened in Europe. And I'm not saying we're the exact identical, but you start to see the trend and then you can figure out, okay, here's where we should do something better. Here's what we shouldn't. And you start to see European countries who maybe didn't take it super seriously uh, in Spain, in Ireland, in England, and start to, you know, uh, have the ramifications of that. So uh, the biggest thing is just stay inside. And and there's a reason for that. So you brought up what was going on with the the gun shops. And I got to tell you, uh, Supervisor Desmond, you're office was fantastic you guys responded really quick um jim was on the phone and i could get a hold of him and he was yeah. sympathetic and he was the the tip of the spear uh Kristen gaspar supervisor gaspar was also extremely helpful you guys took it very seriously you were very responsive can't tell you how much i appreciate that nathan sullivan or excuse me nathan uh, fletcher the uh supervisor nathan fletcher um yeah absolutely put his foot in his mouth and i think escalated yeah. a situation that was already tense and did something spoke for the entire board when he wasn't authorized to I, it was really really bad and i just wanted to say thank you so much um you guys worked with the sheriff's department the sheriff's department said yeah we, we want to make sure that the gun shops are open we want to make sure that people can uh, access them I mean, you guys deserve a ton of credit for that and thank you so much for doing that what are your thoughts going forward what are your thoughts on trump's uh directive last night that that confirmed what you guys were saying that yes gun shops are essential yeah, you know, and I appreciate that. Uh, it, it's all, like I said, the gun shops, I mean, we we all think are very essential, but also it's a larger scheme. Like I said, it's, you know, you had Mayor Bailey on and, and, and he talked about he's one of the rare mayors that are keeping the beaches open, which I'm really glad he's doing. It's a bigger thing. And I just go back to it's. It's about just being adults like, like, okay, hey, let's all stick six feet apart from each other. We can all do that. And, you know, we can go into the grocery store. We'll we'll maintain a social distancing. Um, So, you know, that's kind of a larger scheme. But, yeah, I was glad to see the president come out and do that. Uh, You know, also the president comes out today and says, okay, it's going to be till the end of April as far as this kind of 
quarantining, you know, whatever you want to call it. But kind of, I will, again, what we're calling here in San Diego County is kind of like a modified lockdown. You know, lockdown scares people, but essentially just be smart is what it is. And so that shouldn't come as a shock. But uh, the gun stores are, are as essential as anything else out there. And, and you guys know that having done, uh, done stellar business uh, during the last month, I'm sure. Hey, Miles, it's Lance Pelkey. This is uh, my personal opinion, but how does a a, a junior um, supervisor such as Nathan Fletcher, um, you know, hold himself out as the, you know, speaking for the whole board? Uh, every time I watch TV, it's uh, it's him, in my opinion, grandstanding to this yeah. case. And, and, and why is that? And why isn't there someone else who's got a little bit more sanity and maybe a little bit more seniority that could speak for the board rather than this guy? So we've gotten that question a lot, and I, I appreciate it. Uh, so here's how it worked, and this is kind of the, this is going to be a very bureaucratic answer, but this is the uh, the God's honest truth is uh, about uh, three or four weeks ago, the board of supervisors convened, and this is right at the infancy of uh, COVID nineteen, and when we said, okay, this may be an issue here in San Diego County, what should we do? The board voted to create a subcommittee. The chairman is Greg Cox of the Board of Supervisors. The vice chairman is Jim Desmond. So we appointed Chairman Cox to the board. And then Nathan Fletcher has his state connections. He's very good friends with Gavin Newsom. And we thought he would be able to at least bring some enlightenment, bring some knowledge, maybe bring some uh, state funds as well, which are very needed while small businesses and things like that are struggling. So they appointed a subcommittee, okay? Now, when they appointed that subcommittee, and this is me talking here, we weren't sure. We, I guess we didn't expect that that subcommittee would then be the voice of the entire board. I mean, when something like this, when a health and human services issue, when it's a, when it's an issue that none of the board of supervisors are doctors, you know, none of them. So we keep looking to the public health officials to be taking the lead. You know, the doctors should be out there wondering or, or should be out there uh, leading and talking about this. And so it is a bit of a surprise when I see Supervisor Fletcher out there kind of leading it. But again, uh, I don't want to go crazy. Into well, that, but, you know, uh, that, maybe maybe Junior could sit down for a while and we could get some adults to yes. uh, comment on everything that's going on. Because this guy's making screw up after screw up. So how do we know all these things are going on? Um, you know, people are staying at home. By the way, before before I ask that question, it sounds like you're saying, "Hey, look, if a business is generally following the protocols, uh, then they're you know they don't have more than ten people. They're cleaning their surfaces. Everybody's standing six feet away from each other. Generally, it sounds like they're not going to get harassed. Is that is that accurate? That's. I, I mean, I don't want to put my. You know, I don't want to say this is the county of San Diego, but I, sure. I would just say for folks out there is is. Is yeah, like it, you can do it. Like I said, we're all adults; we know what to do. So yeah, the, the, and even the, the sheriffs and the cops have said we're not going to come and break up your party of eleven, you know, or your party of whatever. Just let's all have some common sense in this. And again, this isn't done because oh, willy nilly. We do this because honestly, we don't want to end up like a Spain, like right. Italy, like a. And there's different reasons for that. But so yeah. how do we know when we won? Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I keep hearing that this week is a really important week. And again, we've heard that that last week was really important. But as far as social distancing, it, it, look at the spike. And I, the, the, the biggest thing I can tell you is look when the numbers. So, again, I gave you the latest numbers of five. 
510 or 519 right now for the coronavirus here in, in San Diego County. Look when that number starts to dwindle day by day. So I think yesterday it went up like something like 76 or something like that. Look when that number starts to dwindle and whether it hits its peak. And again, some people are saying the peak could be this week. Look when it's, it hits its peak and then it starts to go back to 50 a day, 25 a day, whatever it is. And so uh, I think that's when we know we won. But again, I, <laughs> that, that's a difficult question. It is a difficult question, I, but I, I think it's important. I know they just extended federally. They just extended the uh, the projected end of this to uh, yeah. May 1st or the end of April or something like that. And of course, the governor came out and said that uh, he's not sure, uh, you know, until further notice, basically. But Miles, thank you so much. Please thank Supervisor Jim Desmond uh, for uh, everything that, that he's doing and everything that you guys are doing. Thank you so much. I, I really, truly can't thank you enough, but uh, I can guarantee you that uh, every Second Amendment loving voter out there is going to remember this when it comes time to uh, to vote for uh, Jim Desmond again. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Keep up the good work, guys. All right. We're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Sports Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, you need to take a CCW class for your San Diego CCW? You want an Arizona, Florida, or a multi-state CCW? We'll visit CCWUSA.com. That's CCWUSA. Offers small class sizes and expert instruction to fit your schedule and your wallet. Three classes every month, two weekend classes, all starting at 8 a.m. Classes fill up quickly, so book now. Private lessons are also available. Great dates and times to meet your busy schedule. Check their website to details for details on how to apply for your San Diego or other multi-state CCW at ccwusa.com. That's ccwusa.com. All right, folks, have you been to AO Sword Firearms? Well, let me tell you what. They've got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County. Used to have a lot of used shotguns, but unfortunately, Dave decided to do a fire sale <laughs> and uh, kind of lost them all because they're gone. But he can get more. They've got over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full-service experienced gunsmith. They can do everything from mild repair to full custom firearms. A.O. Sword Firearms Store, located on 929 East Main Street in the lovely city of El Cajon. Go to their website at aosward.com, or you can give them a call at 619-749-4867. Build, buy, or repair. A.O. Sword Firearms is your go-to place for all things firearms. That's aosward.com, or you can call them at 619-749-4867. And with that, we have Dave on the line. And by the way, happy anniversary, Dave. Thank you very much. A.O. Sword, I know that guy. I do, too. (laughs) But I wanted to wish we you a happy anniversary to you and your lovely wife. Thank you. Yeah, I took the CTSV through uh, uh, the Alpine Mountains. Did a nice romp up there. Yeah. Very, very fun, and nobody on the road. So. I know. That's my rub, but it's okay that you can use it. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> so I, I needed the escape, too, because I've been cooped up indoors from, like, 7 a.m., furiously ordering products until, oh, like, 
10 p.m. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I'm telling everybody, road trip, road trip. Go to the mountains. Go to the mountains. Get in the car. Go to the mountains. I went to Brago yesterday. Yeah, just leave. Oh, I bet the flowers were you. off the Yeah, chart. the flowers are beautiful. You know, they call it Baracho, right? I may go tomorrow. I, I was- got to tell you, as I, as I, um, so yeah, I wake up early every morning and get immediately on the computer to, to do my best to get my slice of whatever allocations I can. The, the, the world is out of guns right now. But uh, I'm, I'm noticing something. I, I really think that uh, we're, we're having much more of a buying frenzy here in California than in the rest of the country. As I have reviewed uh, news stories and stuff, people say, oh, yeah, we, our sales have doubled. And I am looking behind them, and they've got product on the shelf. We're, we're getting picked dry. Uh, I'm, I have three, three semi-automatic handguns left in the store, and, and I've been getting 20 handguns a day. And, and they, they evaporate as soon as they come in the door. Um, but the reason I say I it, besides the observation of the news stories and, and other people saying it's two times for us, it's 10 times uh, normal business. The, the other thing I'm noticing is as I'm, as I'm picking over the whatever scraps I can to get, get new product into the store, uh, I see thousands of uh, guns in stock and available, just not to California. And, and these are, Regular, popular handguns. We're talking Smith & Wesson M&Ps, uh, XDs from Springfield, uh, all the 1911s you could want, just not the California guns. So like, uh, you're, uh, so you're saying that off-roster guns that you can't sell to civilians in Florida, or in Florida, in California, there's a, there's a huge uh, inventory of those. But all you all, could want. But all the, all, guns, want. all the guns that you can sell in California, they're few and far between? Totally gone. You can't. It, it's yes, exactly right. So much so that the the California guns um, never even make it to the website. They only go directly to, uh, and this is at all of the distributors. They go to uh, salesperson allocations, and then they dole them out onesie twosies to their accounts, so everybody gets something. Um, yeah. You know it, what? You're as bad as so toilet paper. <laughs> Tell you what, but, but think about the logic. If everybody in the nation was selling guns at ten times the normal rate the way we are here in California, all of those guns would be gone. Mm-hmm. People would be buying whatever they could because it would all be flying off the shelf. That is only happening in California. I guess you could say you've gone viral. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was horrible. Oh yeah, my goodness. So listen, Michael, I want to tell everybody. Are dying. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so is my humor. So <clears throat> I want to tell everybody a week ago, I got a, 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 a calm, frantic message from uh, David Chong uh, saying, uh, look at what uh, Nathan Fletcher is saying on this press conference. And uh, that's what kicked off this whole thing of can gun shops stay open or not. Um and then the next day, KPBS is interviewing Dave uh, in, in, at, at AO Sword, and uh, we're, nice we're, job, by the way. He did a great job, um, and we're talking to the supervisor, we're talking to the sheriff, and David's talking to the sheriff. We're talking to the sheriff's office, and back and forth, and back and forth, and that's what really kicked this whole thing off. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on all that uh, that ridiculousness that uh, that Nathan Fletcher uh, started? Well. Uh, Skipping to the end, I've got to tell you, thank God for San Diego County gun owners. Um, 
this kind of combined effort on all fronts, political and media, and having reasonable, rational people talking to decision makers and having the right to decision makers in place, all of that is what leads to not only uh, um, our governor kicking back to the sheriffs, well, I, you, you guys make the decisions, and then ultimately Donald Trump's administration releasing DHS guidance saying, yes, these shops are essential. Yeah. Um, that, that started with, uh, I, I believe that that started with uh, you and I keying in on Nathan's ridiculous lone gunman, excuse the pun, uh, comments. Uh, trying to advance a political agenda uh, um, at the worst possible time, uh, stripping people of their ability to uh, defend their their homes and their families, and that is that is exactly what they are doing. I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but these now it's now it's basically 100% new gun buyers. Every person who's buying a gun is a is a first timer, and uh, a lot of hands on. Uh, um, you know, salesmanship and, and training that goes into each one of these sales. So it, it is an exhausting process, but we don't want to just kick dun- guns out the door. We want people to make uh, informed decisions. And some people, we say a gun's not for you. Uh, and they agree. But, well, you know, if, yeah. if, if you're an activist, um, it, you know, the motivation here is is to really is is the same motivation when you're out on the uh, on the playground when you're a kid and you see some kid getting bullied and you go stand up and and, and to the bully. You know, that's that's really what activism. If you boil it down, that's really what activism is. I can't think of a more uh, you know bully situation than in the middle of an emergency. You have defenseless people. Uh, you know, being, uh, you know, told that they can't do something to keep themselves safe. And there was no guarantee. This bully, way bigger than you and me, David. You know, this was, you know, this this guy, you know, this was an enormous bully. And I I didn't think, I didn't think, I thought you guys were going to be shut down Tuesday morning. I, I thought that it was done. Gun shops were going to be closed. And if they did close, I thought you guys weren't going to be able to get back open. It's not that easy. Once something's decided, it's decided. So I, I got to tell you, I was I was just so proud of the way um, all the gun shops pulled together. I was so proud of the way everything happened. And and uh, you know, I, I thank you so much for bringing that to our attention and fighting with us and 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 being fantastic on KPBS and with all the other media you do. And you know, this is not something we should have won, but we did. And I'm I'm really we proud did. of everybody in California. Yep. In California, yeah, I, I was on the front page of the San Diego Union Tribune. Nice. It's it it a crazy times, um, but and it was fair coverage. Um, I, I do want to, you know, as you were talking about the people we're serving and and why they're buying guns, it, it occurred to me I really want I want something to get out there, and the, the, this radio program is a perfect. Uh, platform. One out of 10 people right now who are coming into our store go into a, a phantom statistic that is never reported. One out of 10 people who come and try to buy ammo uh, and one out of five people who come and try to buy a gun don't have all of their paperwork in order just right for the for the satisfaction of the DOJ. So they never get to buy ammo. They, they never get denied 
you know, the, the DOJ touts a number, say, oh, yeah, the number of denials is a little high, but we're working on that. No, no. There's an additional 10% of, of uh, ammo buyers who never even get to try the background check because we tell them, no, you don't, you, you're, you're, you are not going to uh, pass your background check. Jeez. You don't have, you don't have your updated, uh, um, address in the system or since your ID doesn't match and you don't have proof of your current residence, I can't even match you. And, and you know what? It's, it tends to be the uh, lower income families, the socially or economically disadvantaged folks who move more often than people who are well off. And so it's, it, it feels like class warfare to me. Um, 100%. These people cannot buy ammunition because they don't have their, their ducks just right in a row and all of their paperwork in order. It's interesting. So you say uh, about one in ten. Is that that's is that anecdotal, or yeah. you've, you've seen that, or that's well, about- it's, it's, that's so that's a conservative that's conservative data. I, I'm yeah. I'm uh, it's more than anecdotal. I mean, I'm I'm tracking how many people we kick out the door. So what do you recommend? Is there is there a fix for that, or is that just the, this is the system we're fighting against? The, the fix is to remove the uh, I believe unconstitutional. Uh, restrictions on purchasing ammo in the state of California. It is it is an effective denial of people's Second Amendment right because since they hey I just moved and I I can't I don't have anything at my new address or or, uh, one story was right right now I'm living out of the uh, office I rent because uh, I lost my job uh, and I'm not working. and that was before the eviction um, uh, moratorium. So these people who don't have anything to tie them to their current address, uh, they can do one of two things. They can lie to me and say, hey, yeah, my address is correct. Or they do the lawful thing, which is say, no, that, that, that is not my correct address currently on my license. And they cannot go to the DMV to resolve this issue because the DMV is closed. Right. So I cannot lawfully sell them a firearm or ammunition right now that's a problem that's terrible all right buddy hey thank you very very much for taking time out of your day now you're a tv star so i don't know <laughs> yeah. we'll have Can to I bow something i got in the midst of all of this bad news viking tactics i just brought them into the shop i i ran their equipment on a four-day uh tactical handgun course i love it got the slings the cobra belt Ooh. ao edition skirmish belts uh you got to come see them really good tactical equipment all right go check them out folks that's ao sword they're great folks and they're located right there at 929 east main street 619-749-4867 go check them out thanks buddy thank you all right folks you're listening to gun sports radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer Listen to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. 
no milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year, with the comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. uslawshield.com. Hey, folks, the refi bell has been ringing for many, many days. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped to a historic low. And if you're looking to buy a refi or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, give a call to our local mortgage guy that you can trust. That's Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. Yes, he is open and he is busy. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or primeres.com backslash alpine. Uh-oh. We don't have uh, Sam the Gunman? No. Uh, no. Uh, uh. I know. I know you, you like him. He'll be back next week, I promise. We have somebody even more exciting and uh, probably just as knowledgeable on guns, to be are honest. Are we going to try to stump him? Yo, should we try to stump, try to stump Mike stump? Diaz from Chula Vista City Council? No, we're not going to stump him. I think he's unstumpable. Uh, Mike Diaz, Chula Vista City Councilman, uh, endorsed San Diego County Gun Owners candidate. Uh, we're so, so proud of him for winning down in, in Chula Vista. He's such a great supporter of the Second Amendment. Mike, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you, sir? Good. Good. So uh, uh, we're having a bunch of uh, elected folks to uh, come on and talk about uh, exactly what's going on with the COVID-19 response. And uh, just tell us a little bit about, in your city, um, what do people need to know? Well, I, I think the message, you know, I think, I think the, the, the message we're trying to get out and is just uh, iteration over iteration over iteration. And I, we just can't say it enough. And it seems that folks are... There's still folks out there, pockets of people that aren't, aren't listening. And basically, it's simple. It's, and we've all heard this, right? Uh, social distancing. Don't go out in, in, into groups in, in, the, in the public. Uh, if you're sick, stay home. And, and I'm not sure if you heard, but it sounds like the uh, president said, hey, we're going to extend this another 30 days. Yeah. Um, and so I think the message needs, needs to be, uh, if you don't want to be in a timeout chair, for another 30 days after that, we need to listen to the, uh, the public health experts and um, and stay home and hunker down and we can get this thing over with, you know, and it's just, you know, it just, it, you know, it just takes a few folks to just spread that, um, the virus around and we're trying to contain it and get back to our normal lives. And so we're just asking folks, look, just, you know, stay home, uh, no social gathering. If you're sick, stay home. Um, and, uh, and, and don't just go to your doctors or, or a clinic. Call first uh, so we don't overwhelm the system. And it's just those basic things uh, that can make that can change this whole thing. It, it's not really that complicated. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, we have uh, it, we have some of the, the the smartest people working on this that are well above my pay grade uh, at the federal, state, county levels. And um, and, and you know, we're going to overcome this. The, the question is not when. 
or it's not. Um, it's, it's it's the question really is is how long, and it's based on us because everybody plays a key role in fighting this, and it starts at the community level, you and me, right, and then our 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 local. Uh, county, state, and federal folks. We all have a role to play, and if we're not playing our role by doing those simple things I just talked about, well, then it's going to make it tougher. So, you know, my, I'm the I'm the kind of guy who, you know, somebody I don't want to do something until someone tells me that I can't, and then I you know now I want to. So when this all started rolling down, especially the response from California, I was, you know, how dare we tell me to stay inside? Who are you? You know, but I, I actually listened to an interview from who's the who's the main uh, uh, infectious disease uh, guy for the Trump administration. But what's his name? Uh, Fauci. Yeah, yeah. I listened to him, and you know, I just a bit of a I don't know, maybe a three and a half minute interview where he was, you know, just kind of explaining, hey, here's what's going on, and he kind of explained it very similar to to what you just did, and it, it did kind of make me go, okay, you know what? Calm down. You know, maybe we can take a couple steps. We're already in this. You know, we're already everything that's that's was that I didn't want to happen's already happened. So I, I can't stop that. You know, businesses are, are closing. People are being sent home. That's already happening. Why why make it worse? Why not just go? Okay, you know what? There's going to be plenty of time to debate this thing and make changes and and make it better later. But right now, it did kind of give me give me a little bit of a. A change of perspective. Maybe even I'll, I'll go so far to say a little bit of an attitude change. Where I thought, okay, all right, you know what? Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's get through this, and then let's go back and do an after-action report and make sure that we fix all the things that are broken. Um, and, and I th- yeah, it, and you're right. You know, it's so. Uh, so I was a firefighter for 30 years, retired doing that, and uh, and I, I can't tell you. And, and I'm a little bit calloused over situations like this because. Um, you know, whether it was uh, uh, post 9-11 with the anthrax scare, I mean, we spent, the, co- the, the, the country spent billions of dollars in preparing for an anthrax attack. We did tons of training, uh, had to put up special rooms for uh, all the bio agents and all that stuff uh, for treatment uh, and gear. And then after that, it was, you know, the, um, the hantavirus and the swine flu and, and you name it. We've, we've been through those, and every time it was, okay, we got to prepare, we got to prepare, because this is going to just, it's going to ravage the United States. And um, as public safety professionals, we, we did that, but it was always like, okay, it was the, the boy that cried wolf. And, and so now, you know, it's funny, because now, you know, this hit, and I'm thinking, okay, it's just, a, it's, a, it's another strain of influenza, um, and, um, you know, we're going to get over it, and, and, I, and I'm going to be honest with you, I was in your boat as well, I mean, in the beginning, uh, you know, having experienced that over my 30 years in the fire service, says, you know what? Um, I, I felt that look, the coronavirus is not out of control. We are, uh, and you see what's going on at, at at Costco and and everybody. I dare those, you know, everyone's stealing all my toilet paper, and and you know, I mean, and you've seen you've seen what's going on. Um, but I've kind of I've kind of changed, like you have, and kind of looked around, and 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 you watch the news, and you. And you and we um, I, I post everything on my webpage. By the way, every update from the the federal the White House to the state to the county, uh, local everything's on my webpage. It's there's so much information on there at cvd4.org. That's Chula Vista District 4.org. Cvd4.org. Cvd4.org. Charlie Victor David. Yeah. Yeah, Charlie Victor um, David. And 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 so. Um, 
there's just a ton of information and you start reading it and you start watching on TV because that's all we have time to do nowadays, right? Now that we're hunkered down and you go, okay, I get it. Just like you, I get it. We need to do um, our part. Um, and so, but the good news is, uh, and I was going to say this earlier, especially in California, we are so great at working as it relates to disasters because every year we set up small cities that are totally 100% um, uh, totally self-sufficient with regards to wildfires or disasters or like the, or the Northridge earthquake or flooding, you name it. We are really good at mobilizing and getting all the resources and the management teams uh, and, uh, and preparation. And we, like, like, uh, like um, there's very few states that actually use the incident command system like we do. We've been trained uh, for decades now to, to start every incident, even if it's just a stupid dumpster fire on and starting the incident management system. So if that dumpster fire grows to a building, to a block, to a city, that we can manage that from the very, very beginning. So we're really, really good at, at doing that. We can set up a city. We can set up um, uh, mobile hospitals. You name it. Everything is in place. The only thing we need to do, and I want to let the public know, yes, this is different. But we're so we are really good at what we do. All we have to do is just uh, put the small pieces that are different uh, with regards to this virus around our incident command system, and we will we will tackle it in California. No one should be worried that uh, things are going to just go downhill. All right, buddy. Uh, Thank yeah. you very much for everything you do, folks. That was a great show, Mike. Thanks for having him on. He was awesome. He was. All right, folks. We're going to have to go, but want to thank Firearms Legal Protection, San Diego County Gun Owners. U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, PRMI Mortgage, Gatsky Dillon and Balance, Gun Range San Diego, A.O. Sword, Michael Schwartz, Joe Dramisi, Lance Belkey, Sam the Gunman, even though he wasn't here, and Brendan Thomas and Lance Belkey. This Belke. program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.